When I was younger, younger, around like probably 11, Gilbert O'Sullivan came to Dublin and he played in either the Olympia or the Gaiety and we went along and it was just amazing. It's probably one of the first concerts I would have gone to and afterwards my mum said, you know, do you want to queue up backstage and get to meet him? And I had this book of his music, um, of the sheet music of his songs and lyrics and we queued up for ages and met him and it was amazing like again probably one of the first times I've met a famous person and it was just like oh I can't believe I'm meeting this person so that was amazing and fast forward many years later I'm writing a column in the Irish Times and a compilation of Gilbert's music comes out and I wrote this column about how it was a crying shame really that Gilbert there wasn't a statue to Gilbert O'Sullivan and that we didn't make more of the fact that he was an Irish man and we should really celebrate him more and I wrote about how I loved his music and unbeknownst to me my mother cut out the column and uh, put it in an envelope and wrote on the envelope, Gilbert O'Sullivan, Jersey Island, because all she knew was that he lived on Jersey Island. And she sent it off and I knew nothing about this until one day I was sitting in my office in the Irish Times and I got this letter from, <laughs> I looked at the signature and it said Gilbert O'Sullivan, I couldn't believe it. And he said, I never read anything that is written about me because I find it's mostly a lot of rubbish. But my wife showed me your piece and... Uh, I just wanted to say thank you very much for the lovely thing and I will be in coming to to play in Dublin and if you want to come and see me you're very welcome so every time he comes I go and see him now and I've become kind of friendly with him now I haven't talked to him in a while It seems to me that there are more hearts broken in the world that can't be mended left unattended It does mean a lot because it always makes my mother cry particularly um, it's about the loss, <clears throat> it's about loss basically and it does remind me of my own father dying and I think, you know, there's a mother in it who loses her husband and that sort of, is, you know, uh, brings up a lot for my mum as well. So it's kind of one of those songs, if it comes on the radio, you know my mother's going to be bawling in tears. Yeah, my father um, had schizophrenia and he killed himself and, you know, the that's I've, I've written about it a lot. Uh, I was eight and I had, you know, seven siblings of varying ages Um right down to a little baby and it was very difficult for my mother but I suppose it was also very difficult with her for her living with with my father having that illness um but she was very she's a very strong person and a very resilient person too and you know came out of that uh, brilliantly but it was very hard to be left um you know alone but I suppose to a certain degree because of the illness he had it was very debilitating she was carrying the the weight of the family for a long time before he died as well. Um, I think he very much felt that we'd all be better off without him. And he, he wrote a note and he, he put that in it, you know, uh, which I always think was kind of like, you know, I don't have anger towards him really for doing that because I can kind of, I think what with the illness and how much it took away from his, he was quite a charming, charismatic person and he had to take a lot of drugs because of the illness and it took away who he really was. And I think there was some part of him that could really see what he'd become and he was like sitting in an armchair. His life had diminished so much that he just felt like this isn't a life. And he felt that we'd be better off without um, without that kind of father. Now, obviously, I'd still love to have a father, whether he was a father taking lots of drugs for schizophrenia or, or not. He'd still prefer to have a dad. But I can see where he's coming from, I think, although it was very devastating at the time, you know. My mum was a sort of a beatnik when she was younger and she went down to Cornwall uh, to hang out. That's where all the beatniks went and hang out on the beach. And my dad, as I say, he was a bit of a charmer and a bit of a messer. And he had gone over to England from, he grew up in Bath Avenue in Ringsend. 
and they met up and, you know, my mum just fell madly in love with him. I mean, he was a very handsome man and they were really into each other. I don't like Don't Stand Me Down is, for me, one of the best albums ever. Um, I would have heard this album when I was maybe 20, 21 and living in in a sort of a half squat in Birmingham. And uh, I had a friend who was very into Dexys and into Kevin Rowland. And I lived in this the top of this house. If you can imagine, uh, it was very a very tall house, maybe three or four stories. And the ceiling in my room was, um, the roof was a bit falling in. So someone had put a parachute on the ceiling. So, and there was pigeons nesting in it. would have been a bit of a dysfunctionality in my life just with the fact that my father was sick and he died but my mum I had that constant with her we didn't have any money there was eight children it was quite a you know hand-to-mouth existence for her but I didn't know that and it's only looking back I see god that was tricky you know that the Santa presents were from Vincent de Paul and we used to get visits and hampers at Christmas from charity organizations but I never once remember feeling ashamed or feeling sorry for myself or feeling like we had a hard time because we had this amazing mother I was doing all the right things and making you feel secure. I feel sad for myself when I think of myself as a, a younger person because I spent a lot of time really not thinking that much about myself and telling myself I was this or that. And I look back at pictures. I found one recently of of me at a time when I would have, you know, been always telling myself what a rubbish person I was and how ugly I was and how fat I was and how horrible I was. And I was at some event, a discourse thing, I had a big smile on my face. And I, I just saw myself as I really was, you know. I saw myself as this happy, happy-go-lucky, optimistic, kind of fun-loving person that was quite simple and innocent, really. And I think, God, I wish I could have seen that more. I was looking for a job and then I found a job And heaven knows I'm miserable Of me at the end of the day. 
Oh, no. 